The following podcast contains strong language and ridiculous cartoon scenarios conjured up by two self-proclaimed comedy wizards. Between you and me, they're more like Saturday morning court jesters fueled by sugary cereal. But either way, the opinions expressed and presented are mere musings, so please humor their well-intentioned hijinks with a laugh and not by taking anything they say seriously. Unless of course you want to pay them to say something else. Could always use a new pair of shoes. Welcome everybody, I'm Brent. I'm Matt. Welcome to the ReviewParty.com podcast. On this podcast, we take a, a goose and a gander at some some funny reviews from all over the internet. Don't we now, Matt? We do. I, I heard you got a... What do you, what do you got for us today? <laughs> this is episode 25. Episode uh, 25! So I've got something that's that I hope you will you will enjoy and find special. So I'm just gonna jump straight into this Amazon review. Sure. This is an Amazon review for the Cuisinart C E K thirty electric knife black. Ooh, it's a bread cutter. <laughs> it's an electric knife. Let's uh, let's have user EMK tell us all about it. EMK titles their review, Vegans Rejoice, a carving knife for tofu and bread. Wow, what an underpowered piece of turkey. Got this to carve meat, <laughs> of course. Much better at carving bread. Think the designers might be secretly trying to convert everyone to vegan because it's a hassle to cut meat. This unit just lacks the power to really cut down through meat such as turkey, ham, my finger. You get the drill. Went through a loaf of bread like a sharp knife through a loaf of bread, though. We'll do for now, but we'll definitely be looking for a non-vegan version soon. Three stars. Oh, so you get you. This is this is a, some household. This isn't military tech like my <laughs> ideal electric knife. Yes, your ideal electric knife that can dismember people, animals, aliens. Really, in one I, swoop. right? I just want like. A chainsaw the size of a dagger is really <laughs> what I, my preferred weapon. Either that or a yo-yo, like crossed with a throwing star. You ever see those? Oh, yeah. You just spin them around and you slice people's carotids. Yeah, but slice people's entire limbs off. Oh. <laughs> with Nippon steel on a yo-yo. That's all I need. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess if I if I bought a knife for cutting meat and it didn't cut meat... I'd be a little sour grapes too. I mean, maybe his turkey was just really dry. <laughs> really, that's some tough turkey there, Buster. Uh, too bad this isn't the Thanksgiving episode. This is post thanks post giving. I hope everyone yeah. had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Where however you celebrated it. I only realized that this week <laughs> that it's already passed. But yeah, don't I did worry. Too. I was like, oh, this would be a great Thanksgiving review. Oh, we <laughs> we totally did that episode already. Use it for Christmas. <laughs> Use it for Chimbus. Well, I got I got a review to to, bou- to bounce us to keep us. Yeah, going. that that was just an early. That was like a little gift to you. Oh, I know yeah. how much you love talking about knives. I love it. Yeah, throwback to the first episode, right? Throwback. I think exactly. Probably the first time we've actually been kind of funny on the internet <laughs> with the knife fight thing. <laughs> It was a highlight, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a review from Amazon. Um, this review was submitted by, that's right, Elijah Majnik, friend of hey. the podcast. Thank you, buddy. Superstar. Superstar. Yeah, his 
who's submitting a review is like it's like the Nintendo seal of approval. <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. Um, this is a review for the World of Warcraft official cookbook. Okay. Uh, Zachary writes, great book. First, I would like to start out by saying that if you want a professional cookbook with depth and detailed instructions, then go buy one. The cookbook <laughs> is based off items that you can be cooked in the video game, quote, World of Warcraft. Thank you. Quote. If you didn't figure out that. If you didn't figure that out before, this item isn't for you. It has a broad range of types of items to prepare from drinks, snacks, and even a turkey dinner. All the recipes are labeled by level required to cook it, beginning to expert. Oh. I personally don't cook and don't plan on learning, but my wife promised to cook an item a week until we try them all. Five stars. Hey, for a nerd, that definitely is five stars. <laughs> if the wife is going to be cooking at least one meal a week, all right. You don't have to get up off your butt. How nice is it to break up that cup ramen rotation? <laughs> <laughs> it hits different, you know? When, you, when you're having Hot Pockets every day for lunch and Top Ramen every day for <laughs> for dinner, you know, a little bit of Pop little snack. Yeah, some Pop-Tarts from World of Warcraft might probably hit the spot. Wife, it's time to dine. She comes in full garb because you bought it for her. You bought her, yeah, a scantily clad Elvin-S armor. <laughs> for your armor. sick machinations. Yeah, armor, armor in quotes. Exactly. Is a, like a bra made of metal. <laughs> <laughs> and a thong. <laughs> like a... The thong do have like a, a, a cod piece on it. Like, you know, <sighs> a, a plate. You can't... <laughs> Not gonna get hit with an arrow there. You're gonna yeah, be fine. You, you can't punch a lady. You know you can't punch a lady there. You'll you'll be you'll be doing the cartoon handshake like Ooh. every. You know if she gets hit in the ass cheeks, she's screwed. Yeah, that's what happened in uh, in Conan, isn't it? Oh, what, did Conan? some lady barbarian get shot in the butt, or did Conan get shot in the butt? Uh, no, that was uh, James Earl Jones as that snake ma- monger man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He transforms into the snake and his face like like Scooby Doo's out. Right. Uh, I don't remember if it was before or after that, but he, he like takes a snake and stretches it out into an arrow, <laughs> and he shoots a Conan's Conan's lady friend, and it like latches onto her leg. I'm pretty sure she dies. So, well, she should have been wearing real armor instead of just like what probably a leather panties and yeah, a little leather loincloth. <laughs> just goes to show hey that movie rocks though it's yeah it's it's some good arnie action yeah i I feel like i know this is one of those reviews i know zachary from reading this review <laughs> you can i can picture that guy he works in his, his tech department he's got a lot of funko pops in his his cubicle he just like fell ass backwards into marrying a really nice girl who cooks him dinner <laughs> and puts up with all his stupid nerdy shit because he has a decent job. He's living <laughs> a good life. Living a good life. Shout out, Zachary. Uh, shout out, yeah, any any guy with a decent job out there. Ladies, you can probably do better than us. If we're going to fantasize about little leather booty shorts, you don't have to subject yourself to that. Hey, what are you talking about, dude? We're podcasters. We're the cream of the crop. Every lady. <laughs> ladies are war- lining up. <laughs> NFL quarterbacks ain't got nothing. 
on Starving Artist Podcasters. No, no. Speaking of Starving Artist Podcasters, go listen to the Absolutely Starving... There's a, there's a podcast I've listened to. Absolutely Starving Podcast. Is it a cute one? It's cute, yeah. So it's, it's, does it have eligible bachelors? No, they're, they're ladies. I don't know that they're eligible. And I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't... That shouldn't be a qualification for me listening to them or being interested in them, what they no. make. Eligible bachelorettes, you know, if eligible and ineligible, bachelorette, uh, married, or in a partnership, doesn't make a difference. But when it comes to the boys, you know, I just like to know that they're uh, wheeling and dealing, you know what I'm saying? Okay. That they're on the yeah. hunt. I kinda, it adds a dimension for me. Okay, yeah, competition. It don't matter if they're creators or not. We're not going to view them as that. We're going to view them as other wolves in the pack. It's it's just I I would I would think of it as like a character trait that I that <laughs> I find easy to identify with that excites me, you know. Okay. <laughs> character trait desperate. Des- <laughs> character trait uh total virgin dirt dork rod. Character but, trait neckbeard trying to overcome it character trait fedora (laughs) why are we describing me (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) uh we'll move along and and go with a a review i have here that is just perfectly post thanksgiving but like i said we can use this plan ahead for for christmas everybody because i have an all recipes review here for grandma's green bean casserole all right I'm, I want some right now already. You you identified with Zach. I am really identifying with Randy here. All Recipes user Randy Schultz writes, Sorry, this was just a thigh enhancer. This went through three meals and most of it remains in the pan. Everyone said, Hey, I like this. But then no one ate it, nor did anyone rewarm it for some of the snack plates. A total bust. For me, a waste of cheese. Two stars. Whoa, that is incredible. Think of grandma. Grandma's crying, dude. <laughs> grandma, you say that to your grandmother and her about her fucking casserole, she is going to cry. Put those tears in the casserole, grandma. Give us some flavor. Because the- <laughs> there's salt sh- in, in tears. I'm sure if she- I- all the old lady cooks I know put plenty of salt in shit. I'm sure that was some salty casserole. What Did he say what was bad about it? He didn't. Uh, it, it's strange because he it does say everyone. It was mysteriously unappetizing. It was underwhelming. Underwhelming casserole. That's a, no a one... cool band name. <laughs> like you were underwhelming casserole. I just, yeah, I really feel bad for all the grandmas out there. Working uh, hard to put food on the table this Thanksgiving. Hey. They, can, they can barely walk. Grandma's got to do a little extra. You can't just go to that same old, same old, buy yourself a World of Warcraft recipe book <laughs> and use their their green ogre finger casserole. I bet you that's got a little bit of, a little bit of pizzazz. It's got like pearl onion eyes of newts and things. Yeah, I want, I want uh, grandma to put out a full orc barbarian feast. I want us. grandma to walk around in leather <laughs> and metal. With a with a battle axe she's yes. carving the <laughs> turkey with. She slams it down on, <laughs> on the antique dining table. It's rattling the eat. Yeah, she blows a war horn. 
Welcome, kin. Grandma, your voice. Silence. Oh, yeah. She... And then she just eats with her bare hands. <laughs> like a, with her big teeth. <laughs> Grandma, what big teeth you have? They're dentures. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma got an upgrade. Yeah, Grandma leveled up. Grandma's been hitting World of Warcraft, and she got enough experience to level up. She yeah, got Grandma. access to a new tree on, the, on her talent bar. She's going places. Grandma enhanced her thighs. <laughs> She'd walk around with tree trunks. Grandma got herself an early early bir- Christmas present. Got herself a little thigh master. And she, yeah, that. she can she can snap a watermelon in half like beef jerky. Oh. This could be your head. <laughs> and then she makes a, a a fruity drink, a fruity after dinner drink out of it for everybody. Yeah. Grandma, this is splendid. Yeah, Grandma Doomhammer is the best. Got anything else to say about Randy here? I don't know. Randy's, I mean, a, sh- Randy's a schmuck. You think he's a bit of a stick in, stick in the cheese? I think he fucked it up. <laughs> I think Randy is the one that messed it up. I don't think Grandma had anything to do with it. You know, you you can lead a you can lead a Randy to water, but can you make him make a casserole? No, he's, I, I he's guess dumb not. as hell. He he doesn't know his way around. <laughs> yeah. This guy couldn't green a bean if it slapped him in the face. <laughs> hey, boy, you done greening them beans yet? No, they're still brown. <laughs> That's how green beans are made. You just gotta take the green out of the bean, wrap it up in it. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, what I do know about is another review. Mm-hmm. Um, this review, I can yeah, look through this one. This is a review for Amazon. This is an Amazon's Choice product. Let me remind you, the TJ okay. Wiseman Remote Control Fart Machine, number two funny gag gift joke prank. Oh boy! This review was submitted by guess who it is? Elijah Majnik. Thank you. That's true yeah, for you. I'm not upset at him. I'm upset at people who <laughs> still buy this stuff. <laughs> the review I have here is written by Stu. Um, verified purchase for those keeping score. Funny present slash good quality. Perfect for someone who likes farting. I bought this for to my two young girls, and they'd be had they be had hours of fun with it. Quality is good. Remote control works through walls with good distance, so you can surprise <laughs> someone in another room. Five stars. This guy is eight years old. <laughs> he? He's you know uh, he's just a guy who likes farting. God, apparently, I don't know. I feel like this guy is the reason why. In those commercials, they say, "Ask an adult to use the credit card," because <laughs> he just sees things. He can't, but don't ask him. He's the one no. who should be asking. He is an irresponsible doofus. See, a stoofus, if you will. He's he's a big stew of doofus. Uh, He's from the United Kingdom, if that changes your your painting of him at all. That is even worse. (laughs) So, American who likes farts, not as bad as uh, a British person who likes farts. Yeah, America is a younger country. We're allowed to be a bit more immature. Britain, you've been around forever. Yeah, Brenton, you got them big fuzzy hats. You got to be mature to pull those off. 
about those are your guards wear. You ever see a tea? video of those guards? Sorry to derail for a second, but you ever see a video of those guards totally smoke somebody after they Beef touch eaters? them? Uh, I don't yeah, think I have. Oh yeah, because like you can me- you, you can the meme is you can mess with them, right? You can do whatever you want in front of them; they won't smile or react at all. But you can't mm-hmm. touch them. If you like put a finger on those dudes, they smoke you instantly with the butt of their rifle. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, all my. I mean, I've, I've just seen them in a bunch of Hallmark movies. Speaking of Christmas coming up. Yeah. Uh, no, they. Yeah, what they don't show you in Home Alone is those dudes will break your skull. Um, I've got another. I've got another little review for the fart machine here. Okay. So maybe to offer another perspective. This is a review written by Bug. Uh, she says it's a gem. You have to make your own fun in this world. Ellipses. And this little gem helps enormously. Put it in a sealed envelope and asked a young co-worker to bring it to another department. When she passed a handsome young co-worker that she has a crush on, I pushed the button and all my stress disappeared. <laughs> That's it? That's it. five stars, dude. Of course. Uh... This person is the Joker. This is, the, this is how the movie The Joker starts. <laughs> Not that Joker. That Joker. We know how I feel about that Joker. It, no, it, but we're rewriting it right now. So instead okay. of him hating society because, I don't know, why did a Joker hate society? People, uh, people beat him up and stole his spinny sign. So instead of beating him up and stealing his spinny sign, they beat him up and stole his fart machine. And then how could he he laugh? I was more thinking that uh, uh, <clears throat> to take Heath Ledger's Joker and and instead of okay some, okay some men just want to watch the world burn, sir. It's uh, some men just want to hear the world fart, sir. I don't understand, Alfred. <laughs> what if Alfred's like some men just want to watch the world burn, and then he, the fart machine goes off in his pocket. And you hear Heath Ledger's Joker laugh in the distance. <laughs> there is one thing that we can do to make the world laugh, if you understand. Foxy's planted fart machines all over the city. <laughs> uh, there's nothing more human than little flatulence, if you know what I mean. Every Everyone in the whole city... Uh, is farting at inopportune times. <laughs> now that's funny. Now me and the Joker would have a good laugh at that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on board with that reboot. What's the girl? What's the damsel's name in that movie? Oh. I, I can't think of her name. All I can think, oh Rachel, Rachel. Yeah. yeah, dude, Batman's putting the moves. He thinks he stopped the Joker. He thinks it, everything, and Batman's putting the moves on Rachel. And then he, he farts in front of her. <laughs> and, and then the, he looks at the camera and it cuts to black. Wait a minute. That fart sounded the same way that Bruce Wayne's fart. Batman and, and Bruce Wayne <laughs> fart the exact same way. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Man, I gotta, does this have different farts on it? I'm I sure th- it cycles through. 
Oh yeah, I don't yeah. like the cycle. I like that. I like to you know really know which one I'm using. Yeah, be right hands time. on with your fart noise options. Man, looking at some of the features on this this bad boy, new boombox technology, new fifteen louder sounds, new works up to a hundred feet, blows our original fart machine away. That font is in a green cloud. Nice. That's a, that's a fart joke. The uh, let me paint a picture for you here. Beside the product, sort of some art picking the product and how it works has a. a uh, let's say a young boy, a, a Bart Simpson type, dressed in a jester's, court jester's uniform. <laughs> he, he is leaning into the room laughing as he points uh, the little black control at his dad's ass. <laughs> you see you see sound waves coming, or some Rumble, sort of Rumble. waves, yeah, coming out of the remote, hitting his dad's ass. His dad's ass is surrounded by uh, some sort of, like, explosion lines. <laughs> his, his dad is at the... At the dinner table, he looking Give it hands back, up, looking ba- back at his ass. He's actually gripping the tablecloth, <laughs> not with an underhand. Oh, with an underhand, he's like holding on that's for a, dear life. Yeah, show. that's like, like I gotta keep it in. Yeah, and uh, he's looking back at his own ass, <laughs> and he looks both embarrassed and terrified at what his ass is doing. His legs. Both his legs are going up into the air. He has, oh. he definitely has some dad shoes on, some culottes. Um, his wife sits across the table. His his beautiful busty cartoon wife with her her pink striped shirt. She is lifting her finger and pointing, cackling at him. She is leaning back and just cackling at her poor husband as he farts wow. his pants. Oh oh, and underneath this this picture, this picture is captioned by. The word fart with an exclamation point, and the fart has three R's. Fart, and I I know I should have I should have started this at the top. So I'm sure that's our many of our listeners may be close to death at this point. It says caution: you may die laughing. Patent pending. <laughs> patent pending on the death effects. Uh, yeah, on the death. They're trying to patent death by fart. That's Joker's machine. old plan there. Was it? <laughs> was it kill all of Gotham? Was it the farts? Yeah. You and me are like a couple of dogs. Jason farts. <laughs> We're destined <laughs> to fart like this forever, Batman! Everyone always blames the fart on the dog. But I think... Why can't I have the credit? Hmm? <laughs> why can't I be the dog? Oh man, yeah, that's uh, that's what I felt like the uh, Chris Nolan Batman's really missed. Uh, one fart humor, two nutshot jokes. <laughs> really, two arts lost to our time that I thought Nolan really was going to explore. Yeah, it's un unutilized resources in definitely cinematic history. Christopher, I know you're listening, and please, please get back on the horse. We need more. Nut shots with '90s funny sound effects over it in in dramatic media today. That's the humor we need. I really stand by that. Honestly, honestly, everything that those reviews said, it working through walls uh, uh, and, and bring into the office. It sounds like a fun product, even if I oh, think it's... You, you turned around on it. 
they just seem to be enjoying it so much. I I can respect that. <laughs> but I'm gonna try and clean things up here. Okay, get us out of with, the brown uh, and with a, the town. A review from uh, Listerine.com. This is for the Listerine Gum Therapy Anti Gingivitis Mouthwash Glacier Mint flavor. Ooh. And user Bird King. I don't know if it's like. How intimidated. Is that, is that a Counting Crows song? No, I think that's he's going. That's an intimidation tactic, and it okay. is working. I am scared. <laughs> uh, Bird King titles their review. I guess if it's a king, it's probably he. Bird King titles his review pretty decent, but can be better. And writes, I've found that the use of the gum therapy Listerine has been beneficial for my gums, but I feel that there is also room for improvement. While the ingredients present in the formula are suitable to the task of soothing gum tissues by reducing inflammation and pain, while also providing a less intense antiseptic property, the opportunity is missed to really lean into the clean, and not with alcohol either. Please, add in a 05 to 0.07% concentration of cetylpyridinum chloride. It will create a full-on comprehensive mouthwashing solution that would truly serve to knock out gingivitis when combined with the existing anti-inflammation properties of the current formulation. Four stars. Hell yeah, dude. I'm, I agree with this guy. He's <laughs> thinking the same thing? Well, I, I mean, I've never <laughs> had that thought before. I don't... I, I actually am a user of Listerine's products. I get the, the purple... Purple, purple one that is, It's like the all-clean... Mm-hmm. Like the extra protection, like a shiny one. label on there, right? Yeah. Um. So big fan, but uh, if they can put some more shit in there to just <laughs> wage war on my my skin and my gums, my cells, I I'm all for it. You need everything. I need everything I can get to to destroy this this festering pit of a body I've cultivated. Filthy mind, filthy mouth, filthy yep. everything. I yeah, clean it all out, right? Exactly. Yeah, I I fucking I use my <laughs> I use hand sanitizer a lot of work both because of the times and both because I was was raised as a, a you know to be respectful of the germs to just consider that in everyday life. Right. Uh, you know, even before all this, I always clean that grocery cart with those those hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Grocery carts are gross, people. So uh, yeah, I sanitize a lot of work. And someone was like, oh, we got this new kind. I like it so much better than the old kind. It doesn't smell like alcohol. And I'm like, no, I like that. That's how I know. Yeah. You know. Gotta know. That's how I know uh, my hands are being destroyed on a cellular <laughs> level. Like, I'm, I, I'm happy to sacrifice uh, my own body and to, in order to eradicate everything that is unclean about me. Yes, so be it if we remove, you know, the upper two or three layers of the epidermis. Uh, right. Uh, as long as the germs on top of those derms get removed, too. That's why the the, the good man in the sky gave us multiple layers, dude. Right. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta scorch the earth. You gotta flay them off. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes a little flaying is required to become clean, and that's what he wants on a gum... You know, an oral care level, and I, I can understand that 100%. Uh, is Listerine the one where they've got the commercial, and it's like little Listerine gel people in your mouth, and they're like painting your teeth and putting up Listerine bricks in front of your teeth? Uh, I don't know. I, you know all I can one? picture about Listerine commercials is just like, the teeth look like a giant dam, and like the Listerine like <laughs> rushes through, 
and blast out all the like the plaque and build up around the gums and nasty. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I see. Or they show the people's face while they're swishing. And no, yeah, <laughs> their eyes. Just, they're like Whoa! ever increasingly bloodshot. They, they should show. They should do a Listerine commercial that like it's just children trying it and crying, <laughs> just like having very real uh, reactions to this awful thing in their mouth that's hurting them. It's that was Listerine products. So effective, it makes children cry. Yeah, or adults. We don't even need to hurt children. We should get some stupid adults that would cry. Make I, your I, germs cry. It took cry. a while for me to get strong enough to handle Listerine. And it's worth it, people. It's good for your character. Gotta have a clean mouth. Gotta have a clean mouth. Clean mouth, clean heart, clean mind. That's well, that's a, a classic Buddhist monk saying. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, destroy me. Mess me up, dude. Yeah, I don't want the little the little handymen working in my mouth. I don't Wait, think. What, you... what did he want in there? Hydrochloric acid or something? He wants cetylperidinum uh, chloride. Like, Is that like magnesium? Uh, uh, let me do it. I, I had looked this up before, but I'm going to have to refresh my memory on cetylperidinum chloride. What's that gum with those? Is it stride with those really ridiculous commercials? Like a person... Like hooked up to a matrix device and like glacial wind being channel channeled I up their ass. I think you're and thinking it's of like it's and then five. It's like, it, yeah, five gum. It's kind of like that, or like someone being having their head dunked into a pit of lava, and like ah, ah, and they scream and like finally five their cinnamon. body goes limp. Yeah, five, five cinnamon. It's it's kind of like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's I. That's some kind of advertising I can get behind. Yeah, I want I want the little listerine people running through my mouth with bayonets fixed, so that when the germs, you know, they breach the barrier of my teeth, the little listerine people are just there to spike them. <laughs> you want you want your mouthwash to be like a uh, oh, trench what? warfare. This is this is D Day in my mouth. <laughs> Little Tom Hanks is oh, what's who are going the, on? Who are the three hundred? Those aren't the Romans. The Spartans. Spartans. Yeah, you want yes. a Spartan phalanx turtle, like turtle spear turtle, going through your mouth. Oh yeah, just like eradicating all germs. It's just poised on the back of my tongue, waiting. Yeah, I it's imagine turning. the the germs in my mouth are sort of like the monsters from that movie, like giant. Uh, giant elef- uh, elephants running right. through my teeth, boring holes in my in my uh, dermal. So yeah, yeah, I need something strong. <laughs> Just look for that uh, cetylperidinum chloride. Listerine should okay. Here's another million dollar idea for Listerine. They should change their packaging just from you know sort of the plain plastic um, bottle bottle. Yeah, sort of rectangularly shaped bottle. Yeah. It should just be shaped like a gun. <laughs> like a fucking bazooka. Fire That's this the, down your gullet. Yeah, fire fire this in your mouth and hold it in as long as you can until it just it hurts too much and you have to stop. That's what I want for my Listerine. That is a form of, of torture in right. some countries. That's how you, you interrogate spies. You just shove a mouthful of Listerine and you put duct tape over their mouth. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, just put a hose up their ass. 
<laughs> I'll probably cut that. <laughs> of water or Listerine? <laughs> of Listerine. Of Listerine. Oh. Just flush them out. Hey, minty toots. Minty toots. That's what they call, used to call me back in college. Uh, um, you want to take a break, too? Let's take a break. <laughs> right. Clean ourselves up. Yeah, seriously. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast. If you'd like to go above and beyond in supporting our show or have the most fabulous conversation starters since sliced bread, go to reviewparty.com.com. Click on shop and explore some fabulous t-shirt designs. Where's your favorite place to wear a t-shirt? On my body. (laughs) Mine mine is at the store. (laughs) That is a good place to wear a t-shirt. Reviewbuddy.com.com. Click shop. Why stop there? Don't stop now. Don't stop me now, because I'm buying a t-shirt. I'm buying a shirt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, folks, I'm going to tackle, for the first time, the original Review Party segment. What is it? Oh. It's upon further review. Yeah, I'm taking a crack at Matt's brainchild signature segment here. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 for the first time. Uh, I'm ready for it. Hell yeah. I am here today to talk about Eric Fensler. Does that ma- name mean anything to you, Matt? Fensler sounds like Fensler Films. Oh, yeah, yeah that- you did your homework. If, if I'm remembering our, my college days well enough. Yep, yep. Before you say more, uh, this is the man who created something very near and dear to our hearts. Probably <laughs> the first piece of comedy that we ever bonded over. Uh, yeah. One of them, at least. Yes. Oh, what do you think? What do they happen to be? They happen to be G.I. Joe PSAs. That's right. Exactly, dude. Well, um, and we, we say G.I. Joe PSAs. Uh, not not the, the funny little things from the 80s or the not 70s. Not the real ones. Yeah, not the real ones. We're talking the, I think a lot of our audience has a pretty big, you know, is of the genera- generation. Our sort of target audience, I feel like, is like your media whore millennial layabout is sort of what we <laughs> are mm-hmm. trying to broadcast to um and many of those will we'll think of the gi joe psa parodies of the early 2000s yes um and for those who don't know they are some absurdly edited gi joe psa parody internet videos they take the old gi joe videos and edit them to make them really funny and absurd and we're gonna learn about the creation of those wonderful proto viral videos that made matt and i laugh like idiots in college dorms for endless hours yeah and uh where it took the creator oh and before i get started i want to thank the youtube channel toy galaxy their video titled pork chop sandwiches the history of (laughs) gi joe psa parodies is the main reference it's where i found all the interviews uh, that I reference in this. So if, if you want to find out more after after you've done listening to our very funny podcast, go ahead and check out that video. It's a good one. Um, so, yeah, there's 
So everyone knows the G.I. Joe PSAs from the 70s and 80s. They were educational little public service announcement skits featuring the titular Joes teaching kids about public safety hazards at the end of G.I. Joe episodes. And they always ended with the famous line. Do you know it, Matt? Uh, oh, I don't know that I do. You will. You'll, you're going to kick yourself as I say it. Is it, is it just G.I. Joe? It does end with that officially. does the G.I. Joe. Oh. But before that, they say, and knowing is half the battle. Ah, of course. Well, of course. Yeah, now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Yeah, and then someone gets shot. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's why America is the way it is today. Uh <laughs> So uh, these these PSAs were created to be featured at the end of all the Saturday morning cartoon episodes. Um, so basically, sort of fight against critics who said that the cartoons were just propaganda to get their kids to beg their parents for toys, ah. which of course they very much were. <laughs> um, but still, uh, so they had these educational little shorts to try and make the world a safer place, um, and the PSAs were really popular. And you know, as evident of knowing is half the battle becoming like a catchphrase and repeated and parodied a hundred times um, right. throughout the 80s and 90s. Uh, it became a household household little phrase. Um, it was a meme before internet memes, as we know them today, were a thing. Which is interesting because that's very much what these uh, parodies became in a way. So where does Eric Fensler come in? Uh, cut to Chicago, 2003. Eric what? what? It, is a night shift video editor who happens upon a copy of an old G.I. Joe animated movie that he liked when he was a kid in a bargain bin outside the Virgin Megastore on Michigan Avenue. And the special features of that DVD were the original 35 G.I. Joe PSAs. And Eric watched them. He thought they had like a weird, interesting, funny quality to them. And, uh, you know, they didn't age very well. <laughs> uh, so he... Yeah, loaded them on his computer, his work computer, uh, that had all the editing suites on it, and he just started to mess with them, have a laugh, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of got forgotten about until one night his friends came over, and they're all drinking whiskey and uh, bullshitting, and he remembers the video, and he whips it out, and he shows all his friends, and they all are dying. I think the original one uh, is... I wish I remembered. It ends in a fart. <laughs> uh, oh, it. is that the me, me, me one? Yeah, the me, 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 me. <laughs> lost child at the fair, I think is. Yeah, the, it's the lost. What's he? The edited, premise. Yep. Um, and they find a stranger who only speaks in me, 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 and then farts at the end of the video. It's it's much funnier than it sounds. So yeah, um, they they loved it. Him and his friends got in on it, and they ended up re-editing, redubbing, uh, writing twenty five of the original thirty five original PSAs. Jeez. Uh, sometimes they had a script they were going off of. Sometimes things just happened in the edit, and they <laughs> you know they were messing around and went with it. If he was working on one alone and needed another voice actor, he'd just grab his girlfriend or a family member, whoever was hanging around his apartment that day in downtown Chicago, and then he'd just screen them to his friends on their drinking nights, and they'd laugh about them. So like this, you know, this was pre YouTube. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, there was video hosting sites like eBombsWorld and Heavy.com, but Eric 
didn't even really consider it, he said. Uploading at the time was too much of a hassle with all the reformatting and stuff you had to do. Mm. Um, so he was just doing it to get a laugh at his friends. He says, quote, At the time, the internet was intimidating to me. It was just filled with porn. I was <laughs> I was just playing videos in art galleries, theaters, or passing around VHS copies to whoever wanted them. Uh, so they were a big hit in the Chicago art scene at the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Just like, um, I always think that's so interesting. That can happen because that was how the DBZ anime got popular over here. It wasn't Toonami. Toonami sort of saw it happening and did it afterwards. People were passing off tapes. Yeah, getting the tapes from Japan, editing in the subtitles themselves and just making Whoa. copies and giving them to their friends. And their friends would make copies and give it to their friends. So DBZ was a big underground hit. Power the people. Power the people for sure. Is it? That's a crazy time in media. So there's this guy, Doug... Uh, Lucenhop, I believe I'm saying that correctly. He's a local DJ, and he was a friend of Eric's and a, a frequent collaborator on the uh, G.I. Joe PSAs. And uh, his friend Doug, he owned Heaven's Gallery in Chicago, a little art gallery that does has a little theater in it. And they would do regular screenings. And um, they're a huge hit, and they started putting a. They eventually put them on their website, all twenty five for viewing. And very shortly after they're put up, the website crashed because of the insane amounts of uh, traffic. Wow. Um, and then shortly after that, both uh, Eric himself and uh, you know anyone and everyone would r- rip the videos and start posting them places. They made its way to Ebombs World and Heavy dot com. Um, I. I think I remember seeing it on Newgrounds for the first time, <laughs> pro- way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it was everywhere, right? Uh, in this early, you know, in the very child stages of, of what we know as like meme videos. This is pre-Vine. This is very like proto-Vine and and everything. And that went on, you know, redistributing and throwing it everywhere until 2004. I mean, at this time, I don't want to butt in too much, but at this no, time. Meme videos were just like those videos where you see the car driving over a hill and then the zombie pops up and scares you. Yeah. That's what. Or like Badger, Badger, Badger. Yeah. Or hamster Dance or Joe Cartoon. That's the stuff we were watching on the internet that was super popular. Yep. To, to I don't know, to put a time stamp on it for for people out there. Set your mind back. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of us, you know, a lot of our friends that listen to the podcast are of our generation and, and- Probably are having weird memories of that time. Right Numa now. Numa guy came out. Numa on Numa, the scene. very important. That would be a great, uh, great segment. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> yeah, this is a good time to pause because this is a dark turn in the story. Oh, yeah. In September 2004, Hasbro issued a cease and desist order to Fensler, <laughs> citing copyright infringement. So, Fensler was just a dude with a 9-to-5 job and a family living in downtown Chicago. Like, you know, he just had a regular job. He couldn't afford a lawyer to fight this, let alone if they lost and, you know, sued his whole ass off. Right. They were immediately taken down from his personal website and E-Bombs World, and he didn't, because he didn't want to get sued. And that was going to be that until... 2005, YouTube came along, and those little videos absolutely flooded the service. So (laughs) many uploads from so many different users. Hasbro knew there was no stopping the videos in this new media age and dropped all charges and never uh, brought it up again. 
Take your toy money and get lost. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the biggest thing about all this is Eric has never, still to this day, never seen a penny from those videos. Jeez, that's insane. He is. He still he did it for the art, and it's, it was never more than that to him. And think about all the people on YouTube that are running ads on those videos. Probably, I'm sure there's people that made a pretty penny off of his work. Probably. I mean, we and uh, we've contributed to that. That's where we <laughs> watch mm-hmm. these videos six hundred times in a row <laughs> in college. But you know, happy ending. He didn't get sued, uh, and that pretty much ended Eric's little viral video adventure. It was really one of the first viral videos. You know, there's stuff like we talked about uh, getting passed around in chain emails and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that. I remember chain emails were big when I first got the internet, or my yep. parents did, I should say. I remember my mom like coming in to show me like this video that got forwarded 6,000 times and it's got a dumb little video at someone, you know, basically uh, America's Funny Some Video shit or something. Yeah. Or like or, or viral Christmas cards were big at the time. With the little graphics that just are on loop. Yeah, with a little song stuff. or something that was like offensive. South Park, uh, a lot of people know, started in a similar way to this, right? It's it's really the same era. This video is really the first time we saw... I, I think it's really the first meme video, the true first meme video. Just its absurdist humor, and it's the first time we saw, like, aggressive, viral, rapid redistribution just by mm-hmm. users in, in today's media landscape, how it is. Um, so the the tale kind of ends, but it wouldn't be upon further review without a happy twist ending, right? Ooh. So Eric now has a beefy editing resume. You know, he's worked at that company a long time, and he, mm-hmm. in, you know, the art scene of Chicago, was a huge name. He made these huge videos that are in, ir- inescapable to anyone who likes funny things on the internet at the time, <sighs> right? He's the pork chop sandwiches guy. Uh, and that might not mean bunk to some hoity-toity Hollywood editing suite, but it meant a whole lot to another 2000s absurdist comedy hero. Do you, do you know who that might be? Who? I don't know. It's more of an entity than a person. So it's sort of a, a an establishment. Uh. Is that what, like Homestar Runner or something? Well, close, close. That's a good guess. I'm talking about Adult Swim here oh no way yeah they hired eric uh i think around 2008 or something um he made promos for c-lab 2021 uh that were sort of trippy and weird he did a couple pilots for them that didn't take off uh and then he started to work on a little show called tom goes to the mayor okay that makes so much sense yep and uh he got actually a lot of his buddies uh, that worked on the Pork Chop Sandwiches videos, he got a bunch of them internships on that show as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They formed fast creative friendship with Tim Heidecker and Eric Warheim, um, who are, of course, went on to make Tim and Eric's awesome show Great Job, which was very much, that creative friendship very much led to Tim and Eric's awesome show great job eric and his friend dj doug were both writers on and many of his friends that were interns got hired on to work on the show as well so tim and eric's awesome show great job you know it's so clear after you learn the the connection but that's very much a product of, of eric just as you know not quite as much as is uh, tim and eric but he he's a big part of it a lot of those his sketches are on there 
That is mind blowing, isn't it? It's it's like worlds the, collide. Yeah, the the Tim Heidecker explosion, <laughs> mind blowing explosion gif. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the the humor is the exact same. It's it's you know just messing with editing. I know. Um, I think Tim described Tim and Eric Awesome Show great job. Is like what when TVs go to sleep and have nightmares. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Which is very much in line, I think, <laughs> between a lot of what makes uh, the G.I. Joe PSA parody so funny. Mm-hmm. He had his hands over all, all over that project and a bunch of other uh, Tim and Eric and Adult Swim projects in the coming years. And in 2013, he landed a job at advertising agency Wyden and Kennedy, okay. where he was a big part of making the Old Spice commercials. Ugh. Yeah, the uh, I'm on a horse commercials and stuff. That makes so much sense, too. Yeah. Uh, so this guy goes from being chopping and screwing weird old cartoon PSAs to make his drunk buddies laugh to being a major player for an advertising company that created Nike's Do It. He's an absolute legend of the internet. For someone who's known, you know, whose name isn't that well known, he's a man whose art went on to find a generation, an entire generation, maybe more generations of humor, and a humble man at that, a colleague of his said... While everyone on his team probably knows of the G.I. Joe PSA parodies, I bet hardly any of them know that Eric made them. As of 2008, the G.I. Joe parody videos were uploaded in their entirety back on Eric's personal website and can be found wherever funny internet videos are sold. With just a simple search. Yeah, right? Bravo. Bravo. That went a little long, but I mean, what's your what's your favorite G.I. Joe parody video? Later oh. Um, it's probably, it's a sleeper for, for probably many people, but the, the fire alarm one. Yeah. We quote, I still quote that one all the time and (laughs) no one has any idea what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) The everything's fine. Everything's Everything's good. good. (laughs) You wake up the next morning and you're on fire. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Just from the. From the garbled voice to start out with to, to oh, that yeah. guy, you know, just they got the funniest editing when he phases out those kids and the little kid's eyes, like <laughs> he's still frozen, <laughs> but he looks to where the kid disappeared. Oh. Yeah, it's a it's a quality one. I I rewatched him in in you know in preparation for this segment, and I gotta say, uh, they're all hits. Even the ones uh, they've aged so well. Yeah. Uh, it's been a bit for me, but last time I watched him, I was still just as entertained and impressed. Yeah, the, when uh, the body massage machine made me cackle. <laughs> like, I've watched that video for, I don't know, 10, probably 15 years. And I'm like, it killed me. Body massage machine, go. Yeah, just the, the quotes in them are so good. Yeah. Uh, you got You got a review? You got a review we can slam out here? Yeah, this one, it's it's not the shortest review I've ever had, but I don't think we're going to need to spend too much time talking about it, because the reason I'm going to be reading it is the, the typo. I'm going to keep the typo okay. in there, even though I know what they're trying to say. <laughs> uh, I have a Google Maps review for Alcatraz Island. Chronic Idiocracy writes, My first time to Alcatraz Island was great. They had wax figures looking like prisoners. The tour guide was very friendly. But don't take the audio tour if you get spooked easily. It scared me. I found out that the food that they had back then was better than school lunches. They had an ice cream machine. The gift shop was cool too. I got myself 
a copy of a prison key. Great for kids. You get my respects if you can find the secret massage. <laughs> the secret massages. I did. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh sure maybe without a doubt chronic idiocracy was trying to say secret messages but <laughs> i like the idea of secret prison <laughs> massages more no that is definitely comedy gold that is a comedy gold mine <laughs> ready for plundering oh man the old alcatraz massage you know you yeah, could go uh go there in that dark room you know we're gonna close the door uh, and you're going to feel just what it felt like for these prisoners to be in that dark room by themselves. A real diamond in the rough. Yeah, you, oh. just, you don't know whose hands, but they're big and they're oh. strong. It's the Bird King. It's the Bird King. He's it's the bird, the bird Man of Alcatraz. His, his, hands, it, his hands are the size of at garbage, pl- garbage lids, they're all on, right? They're on my throat. And it's just his thumb... Popping every part of your spine back right in the right place. <laughs> and if you, you know, you're terrified, you're scared, you're in pain, but when that thing's over, best damn massage. Body massage. <laughs> Body massage machine. Go. <laughs> Body massage. Uh, Alcatraz is, is really awesome, though. If, if you ever you get there? the chance, I have been there once. Yeah. Did you get a massage? Uh, not that I recall. <laughs> I got sunglasses. That's cool. Did a prisoner yeah. make them? Nope. They just they were red and black, and they said Alcatraz on the side. Audio tour is is dope though. Al, I recommend it. Th- it would have been even cooler if they said Al Cool Traz. <laughs> that, that's the rebrand. Hey kids, welcome to Al Cool Traz. <laughs> they put a water slide. <laughs> All right, I I think we better we better hop into the old plug section. Yep. Yeah, time that, to adjourn. Time to adjourn. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. This episode flew by. I looked over and man, it's almost time to be done. What a bummer! But good news for you. Plenty of more roofhardy.com content everywhere. You can subscribe. iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify. Any new ones we got recently, Matt? Uh, yeah, but there are just a lot to name. There are just a lot to name. We're (laughs) everywhere. Do it in the next episode. Yeah, we'll do it in the next episode, folks. Uh, if you'd oh, and while we're talking about Spotify, um, if you use Spotify, they now have a a new episode notification feature. Which um, is actually fantastic. I, as soon as I heard about it, I set it up for our show and for my brother, my brother and me. And um, podcasts actually, you know, we re- release every Tuesday at 2 a.m. Every Tuesday morning. Get it. <laughs> um, but it won't blow up your phone at 2 a.m. when we drop it. It actually just sends a notification like in the middle of the day. Just as a nice reminder that a new episode came out that day. If you use Spotify to listen to our podcast, but be sure hit that notification button it just sends you a nice little notification at a at a convenient time when you won't be in the middle of bed sleeping unless you work third shift in which case uh, you probably got weird stuff going on anyway <laughs> uh if you want any more of our weird stuff going on in your life you can find us on twitter at review party pod or on instagram at review there's stuff getting thrown there all week long 
So you can check that stuff out. You can also just go to reviewparty.com.com where you can find every single episode since inception of this show. You can check out our blog where I write about reviews and and it's a whole lot of fun. One of the, what man. Yeah, Matt writes some good stuff. One of those is going to go viral, G.I. Joe style, very soon. And I'm excited <laughs> to see which one. You know what I'm saying? Me too. You can also sign up for the After Party Review newsletter, which fills you in on the new episode that's dropped, the new blog post that's been written, or any other things in our lives. I also just take the time to say hey to you. So yeah, you can find that. Just a nice little find check that. in. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing with their lives? Also, big thing, the shop on our website. You can, you know, get your get your reviewparty.com merchandise. But I'm also setting up a page that hopefully when this episode is out. We'll link you to every single Amazon product we've ever featured. Whoa! Christmas is coming up, and if you want that plush uterus under the tree, if you want that electric knife under the tree, we're going to tell you where to get it. fart machine stocking stuffer. Yes. It's coming your way. That's wonderful. We get, we get money from those clicks, right? <laughs> That's the idea. Yeah, boy. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Cha ching, cha ching. Speaking of that blang, 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 very big thanks to our buddies at Nosebleeds for letting us use their jam bread for breakfast. You can find that great tune on Spotify. Just search Nosebleeds. One word. <sighs> I got a review to take us out, dude. And this Please. one is submitted by none other than That's Right, the first hat trick on reviewparty.com. Uh, Elijah Moshnik, thank you very much, He's Elijah. Done He's done it. He's done it. <sighs> um, this is a review of an Anlay Fly Breeze 3x5-foot Thin Blue Line USA flag. The review is written by John D. McIntosh. He writes, Not made in the USA. I entered Thin Blue Line Nylon Flag Made in USA in the search bar, and this came up. (laughs) I couldn't find the country of origin in the listing, but I bought it anyway. Well, it's made in China. It looks well made, but time will tell what quality it is in, since I'll be hanging it in the Florida sun all day. I'll update my review in a few months and when I see how it does. Update! (laughs) I have returned oh. the flag. I will not fly any flag on my Made in the USA flagpole <laughs> under my Made in the USA American flag that is made in China. <laughs> Three people found this helpful. Five stars. What? <laughs> Time will tell how our country does, too. Time will tell. We'll get back to everybody. We'll get back. Uh, episode episode 100, we'll probably have it figured out. <laughs> Here's open. Uh, thanks for hanging out, everybody. I'm Brent. I'm Matt. This has been ReviewParty.com. Take it easy out there, folks. Death.